All right, all right, all right. Time to hire a new coach for the Sacramento Republic. Matthew McConaughey? What the hell are you doing here? I'm Kevin Nagel, owner of Sacramento Republic. Why aren't you off in Austin? Eh, Austin already has a coach. And including me in the statue is funnier than any of the clowns you have here in Sacktown. All right. Well, let's get started. Hello, this is Ron. Ron? Ron Yens? Hey, this is Kevin from Sacramento. And Matthew McConaughey is also here. All right, all right, all right, Ron and baby. How you doing? We had some of these here questions for you. That's right. As you know, the Eastern Conference teams are quite strong. How would you help us defeat New York City FC? Uh, starting with the easy ones, are you? Well, this is a topic I've thought about a lot, you know, because my last job, as you know, was FC Cincinnati, and they are in the Eastern Conference, so they would face New York City FC twice. And I addressed my players about this specific problem, and I'll tell you what I told them, which is it's like Tupac talk said about Biggie in his famous diss track, Hit Him Up. Uh, let me sing it for you. It'll illustrate my point. Okay, better. that's, I think, that's, thank you for your time, Ron. Yikes. You ever have an experience like that, Matt? Man, it freaked me out. What are you doing? Gotta stay relaxed, man. Do you jerk off? Do I jerk off? Yeah. How many times a week? Like three? Three or four times, maybe? All right, all right, all right, man. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I, myself, I jerked off at least mm, twice a day. Okay, next call. Hello, go for Jürgen. What? Jürgen? I thought this was Franz. Kleinman? Oh, was? Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Franz. Nein, nein, no Jürgen here. <laughs> Who is this Jürgen? Not me. Jürgen, this is getting really old. You can't keep applying for jobs with an assumed name. Well, I stopped for a while, but you know, with this Hertha Berlin problem that just happened, I just thought, you know, it's, it's best to move forward and not look back, you know? Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean going back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean going back to see where you came from, where you've been, how you got there. See where you're going. You know, there are those that say you can't go back. Yes, you can. Just have to go back and look in the right place. What the fuck are you talking about, Matt? Violent mm, and. Mm. I, I already have a car. All, all right, all right, all right. I'll take the job, Kevin. But we haven't offered it. I will need at least $300 billion and complete control of the sporting operation. Also, you have to sign my son. Jürgen, that seems like a lot of money, and I'm not sure that Oh, I see how it is then. I'm out. No longer taking this job. I'm out. But you were never in. I am out. <laughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Sasha. And I'm Notch. This week we're giving you our preview of the MLS season to come. So stay tuned because that's all we've got.
Man, it's tragic because now we're stuck with Matt McConaughey here instead of Caleb. All right, all right, all right. I, I would have pre- pre- preferred undead Caleb to Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you ki- no, but you killed him. That's why he's come back as Matt McConaughey <laughs> now. You killed it. him on the last episode. I've been reborn. <laughs> Very spiritual man. So his body came back, but he's possessed by the spirit of Matthew McConaughey. I, I enjoyed how through that it's entire also shirtless right now. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed how through that entire sketch you were twirling all of your fingers all at once. You know, just like holding them up. What you had in them, I don't know, but you know, butters, uh, Asha okay. butters. Yeah, yeah, I see. That's, I guess, if you weren't a nice new Lincoln, you and you had a booger in your hand, you wouldn't want to like stick it under the seat or something. You wouldn't know where to put it. At least not right away. Right, exactly. <laughs> you you got to like just twirl it a little bit. And uh, yeah, okay. Why are there just open crates of wild turkey all over your house now? <laughs> <laughs> It's also why I'm shirtless. <laughs> also, the books on my bookless bookshelf keep falling off every now and then. But uh, by the way, I watched Interstellar, and it is not a very good movie. Like as much as people hype it, it's okay. Like I thought its world was really small. Sorry, I'm bad. Yeah. That's a really weird thing to say about Interstellar. The world was small. They only go so far into space. Right, and I love sci-fi. And typically, what I like about sci-fi <laughs> is that the um, the universe of the of the movie, that the lore, is very deep and it's kind of interesting. There are a lot of characters that come in and out, and like, I don't know, Interstellar. I just didn't get that sense. I just felt like everything was just this tiny little story, and I I didn't like it very much either. You know, like it was the dad all along. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Yeah. But uh, you know, I just uh, eh, yeah, you know. I thought the most interesting part of it is, again, spoiler, right? In the future, when he goes to see his daughter and we get, like, a little, tiny little glimpse of, like, the future, you see some lore. But, like, I I don't know. It's also very long. Yeah. I guess you haven't watched it, Sasha. No, I have not. Okay. But I will say, like, sci-fi movies, like, often don't capture, like, the majesty the sci-fi books have. True. Hey, so why don't I just ask that question? I'll give Doss an actual easy one right now, which is... What's your favorite sci-fi that isn't Star Wars? Ooh, that's tough. I know you guys aren't Trekkies, otherwise I'd include that too. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go first. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, uh, Battlestar Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I watched like the new series. I watched uh, Caprica, and I'm sad that that didn't go on. You like Caprica? I I I liked its potential. Okay, and did you like the end of Battlestar? I did. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. I need to rewatch that show. I hated yeah. the end of that show. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I also have it. Uh, uh, but Kate Sackhoff, oh. like, I, I, this was the first time I'd seen her as an actress, and she became one of my instant favorites. Like, her character, everything about her just, oh, man. I fell in love with her. Right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Except that one episode where yeah. she's, like, mopey at a piano the entire episode. Yeah. But I mean, uh, we've all been there. Right. Okay, Caleb, well, it's, um, it's kind of a lame answer, I think, but Firefly? I don't know what. I don't know. Sasha's really Sasha. mad that I punched his own laptop. <laughs> no, 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 my band snapped and like. Anyway, uh, that's not a lame answer at all. Like that was that was a great show that got screwed over by Fox, and I'm glad it, they got a movie. Yeah, yeah, it I, is. It is. It is a very, very like, good show. Didn't the guy who plays uh, Shepard pass away? He did recently. That year yeah, ago, I think. yeah. Very digestible. You're yeah, saying? one season, one movie. Boom, you're done. There's also something. It's, yeah, yeah. A lot of sci-fi is like there's like. So much more than that. So it was a nice little, like, right? Yeah, also one, I love Nathan Fillion. Sorry, he's a great actor that deserved more when he was in his prime. You didn't watch him in Two Guys a Girl on a Pizza Place? That wasn't him. That was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he was. 
Nathan Fillion, I believe that might have been his debut show. He played the love interest of a main character. Oh. Yeah. And, okay. And it was one of the two guys or the pizza place. No. <laughs> and, and I, or the girl, because later it became two guys and a girl. They got rid of the pizza place. Yeah, um, that's when they really jumped the shark. Right. Exactly. So, anyway, he... Um, is Nathan Fillion one of the, like, superheroes in the, like, Marvel cinematic? No, but it is Captain Hammer from uh, Dr. Horrible St. Alon blog. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, enough talking about other stuff. This episode is going to be all about MLS previews. So, we'll see if we have time at the end to cover some little bits of news from elsewhere. But uh, for now, let's go to a segment that we call Bad Guys. So, I'm talking about American soccer's bad guys. And one particular bad guy this week, Major League Soccer, who prevent... Promotion and relegation destroying the fabric of our very society and sport. So we're going to talk about them and their 2020 season uh, in, in our little preview. And uh, what the, the format we're going to do, take is going to go through the Western Conference first and the Eastern Conference. Take our picks for the, you know, the, the MLS Cup winner, the Support the Shield winner, the Wooden Spoon. Do you win it? Yeah, Warner, let's wooden spoon recipient, recipient, yeah, and yeah. then the winner of uh, some other player award. So we will, but let's start with Western Conference, our conference, Minnesota's conference, as it's known in the league informally, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nickname for the conference is Minnesota's conference. Right, right, the Loons' own conference, Western Conference. Right, yes. Um, LAFC. Let's start there. Uh, reigning supporter shield champions uh, knocked down the MLS Cup playoffs to the eventual Cup winners. Um, reigning MVP on the team with Carlos Vela, who's going to be a huge again this year for them. Um, lost though two main pieces of the bat in Tyler Miller and Walker Zimmerman. Miller, you could argue, had been somewhat of a liability for them too. Which I mean, don't, we'll don't say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Fun, man, don't do that. <laughs> so, so you never know how that might turn out um, to be in the long haul. I think. Um, I think also losing Zimmerman though is a solid piece of the back line. Yes, you need a solid back line to win anything in this league. True. However, you could say with with the loss of Tyler Miller, it's kind of a net gain because they brought in that that DP goalkeeper. He's not a DP. He's not. Oh, he's just an no, international he's a Tam, Tam player. Okay. Yeah. Um. He's older. Pablo Cisniega. Is, was there last year. Right. And is going to be their starter, I believe. He kind of usurped Tyler Miller towards the end of the season. Well, unless Kev- Kenneth Vermeer is yeah. also... They, they they have Basically, they have two starting caliber keepers. Because yeah. Vermeer is coming from Feyenoord with Club Brugge, Brugge or whatever it is. Yeah. In Bruges. Bruges. In Bruges. Uh, in Bruges. Yeah, Kenneth Vermeer from Bruges. Um, so, so, we'll see. Um, yeah. And... Uh, you, you you find it very hard to count out a Bob no, yeah. Bradley team. Those two losses aren't aren't going to be like, oh, they're going to not make the playoffs this year. No, they'll be near the top of the West for sure. Yeah. Let's go on and talk about uh, your Seattle Sounders, Sasha. What you got? Uh, they're returning with their everyone's favorite dad coach, uh, Brian Schmetzer, and <laughs> also some key He'll players. Do your attaches and coach your team. Exactly. <laughs> and make that polo look good and increase sales. Uh they got. They have Jordan Morris. They have Loidero. They have Rudias all coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, however, their backline is gonna be missing some key pieces. Roman Torres is probably a big part of that. Also, Kim Kihi's going to Korea. See, I didn't know that until like today. Yeah, I didn't. Know, I, yeah, it, it was. It just that's a huge broke. loss for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thought, what, and, what did you think about Sounders without Roman Torres last year? 
Uh, it took them a it, like it, it was a noticeable difference right off the start that they because they were they were giving up a lot of goals during that period. They finally learned how to patch the holes, but also like he was the one who scored against us in the final game of the season. Like you remember, so he is that both defensive like benefit and offensive offensive threat. So, yeah, yeah. Let's, then, uh, team I think will be near the top. Um, probably also I think the team will, MLS team will make the farthest in CCL. They've also got Miguel Ibarra, so yeah, got to be right. homers. Yeah. He officially signed this past week, so good for them. Um, let's talk about Real Salt Lake. Who finished third last year, surprisingly. Yeah, I. that's not how I remembered things. <laughs> Sneaky kind of um, finish for them. Yeah, they got rid of uh, future Cincinnati coach Mike Petty. <laughs> that's not true. He's not going to be signed by Cincinnati. <laughs> I think they learned their lesson with uh, Ron Jans. But Coach Fody Juarez, former Minnesota Thunder player. Right, right, the ship, and led them to a very good season. Right, that, I mean their playoff run was impressive. I think the problem that I see uh, coming their way is that they've lost Nick Romando, who's been their kind of stalwart presence. They've and big, yeah, big locker room guy. Right, you know you don't have Jaw jo Plata anymore. Um, no Salcedo. Yeah, yeah Bofo's gone down in Mexico now. Yep. So it's kind of hard to see where. The replacements for those guys. I mean, you got Justin Miram in. Yeah. And their new uh, DP signing, Jason Ramirez, or Jason Derula Ramirez, as I'm going to call him. But he's not <laughs> he's not proven in this league. And a DP signing, you know, you think holds a little more weight than just a regular old Tim signing from outside the league. But there's still always those question marks there. So you don't know how he's going to perform. All right, next team we've got to talk about is one Minnesota United ooh, FC ooh, 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 who ooh. are in the fourth year of their three-year plan. Ah, uh, is that is that good? <laughs> I mean, it should be right. Like you got a three-year plan, fourth year has to be. So fantastic. the third year was like hundred percent done, right? Hundred and thirty-three percent now. It's like when you interview those pro players in the locker room, and they're like, you know, I'm gonna give it a hundred ten percent, hundred fifty percent, hundred two. I'm just gonna give it all, you know, two hundred percent for this team. Um, that's that's Adrian Heath. He's now. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four years in my three-year plan. Four years, four years, three-year plan, four years. That, that, that's how he sounds. I met him the other day. He sounds like that. <laughs> he sounds like that? Yes, I think so. So, I think we've talked about Minnesota United enough on this podcast. So we don't need to kind of belabor the point except perhaps to predict where we think that they're going to be. And if you... Or if you think that there's something still missing. Ah, oh, there's a 10-sized hole. A Bebelo Reynoso's-sized hole. I'm going to be optimistic... I mean, I, I was optimistic last year, and it paid off up until playoffs. So I think if we play Chacon right, and we have like we have him behind Amaria, and Dotson like continues to improve, and so does Gasper, and Metnair doesn't get injured, I can see us being fourth or third. Actually, anywhere between second and fourth, I think we should finish. I think uh, here's my my hot take. I think uh, Chacon gets more goals than Amaria this season. Huh. And ends up being like the most improved player in on the team, and leads to a third place finish. I mean, this this is the thing, right? Like, this is what it hinges on: is Chacon, Amaria, and Lud. Yeah, is like how huh. good are these guys? That third one is. I mean, he didn't. He had his moments in preseason. Let's put it. Yeah, down. well, everyone did. And I, it, it's difficult to say where these guys are going to be because they're unknowns. The team is obviously confident in Amaria. Um, what we've seen out of Lerd last year was concerning, but 
there's obviously some confidence from the coaching staff. And with Chacon, man, it's you that just that hair though, right? He's wanted to be like the mini Father Rama. And, and I mean, he he that, that second game against the Timbers, he was having a fun time on the pitch. Yeah. So I uh, I let's see, let's I, see. I think he's he's a player that needs to start the game and grow into it. Right. These twenty minute cameos and the games are not going to do him very well or the team very well. I think a lot will depend on how long Mason Toy can remain healthy as well. Yeah. Um cuz he it, this is this is not with Rodriguez gone with Schoenfeld being a clear backup. Um this is his year to really yeah. to shine, to start. To shine and uh Olympic to be coming up soon, maybe for Toy, probably for Dotson. So we'll be out with at least one of those guys if the US made it to the Olympics, if the Olympics even happen. If Dick Pound has anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Less but I want to say is that we don't rule out like the, the, the factor of a surprise star showing up kind of like Chase Gasper did midseason for us. Like I think that Booth or Boone or Harrison have that potential, uh, especially especially Booth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, I'm going to say personally that I, I think we'll be in the playoffs for sure. I think what concerns me is how far we get through there um we're also going to be in the league's cup this year so that concerns me as well in terms of depth because this team hasn't faced um that sort of i think fixture condition. our depth is a lot is the best it's been in mls true very true yeah it's very not true. saying a whole lot but it's, it's also our floor has risen on our yeah. roster by quite a bit uh, speaking of our roster rising, we did sign Noah Billingsley uh, officially today. So good for him. All right, let's talk about LA Galaxy, uh, coached still by Guillermo Barros Skeleto, who I'm sure is quite ready to work to his potential and do better than eighth in the league. Yeah, and I, I mean they they got they lost Zlatan, which I mean it might be a net gain in my opinion, because <laughs> yeah. they signed they signed Chicharito, and I I mean I have mixed opinions about him, but a lot of other people reassure me that he is gonna like fit in with this team better, and they will you know he will help unlock the potential of of his teammates as well as score a lot of goals, so. I uh, think the other thing that I I think will happen to the Galaxy this year is. They will have a renaissance in their public image. I think once LAFC came in, in the last couple of years now, we've seen their star kind of shine so bright that LA Galaxy have kind of become the LA has-beens. Um, and Zatan Carson, Carson has-beens. Right? And and Zatan was there, but you, you, you weren't like, like, oh my god, that is the MLS team because they got the... You know, like, it wasn't that. Chicharito coming in has... Uh, Chicharito. Chicharito. Yeah has brought in a lot of hype um, with him, to specifically L.A. hype. And I think a little bit of sex appeal. Um, and I don't mean like literal sex appeal, but like soccer sex appeal, you yeah. know? And S- rightfully so. He's, for a while, he was uh, Mechito's probably best striker. He might still be the best striker on their, in their player pool. Um, he has history in England, Spain, Germany. Like he's played in Europe He's stored in Europe, multiple goals. He's played for one of the biggest teams in the world, Manchester United. And now he's in LA. And that's huge. He's a likable guy. Yeah. Also, Zla- that, also that, which right. is very big. 
like he, I, I think he does more for LA's image than uh, than Big Z did. So uh, I think if nothing else, I think LA will Galaxy will will benefit from that greatly. No, under the radar is Christian Pavone, who was there in the last year, signed a permanent deal this offseason, and is was like supposed to leave Boca Juniors for Europe, not LA. It's weird, but yeah, he's gonna be really good. Let's talk about uh, Houston Dynamo, who come in with a Tab Ramos created squad for which from all accounts looks pretty scary. Yeah. I think I don't know if it's my Minnesota bias coming through, but a team with Christian Ramirez and Darwin Tintero on it, I just like, oh yeah, they're gonna win everything, right? right? Well, like, yeah, that, the, plus think, you have Ellis and Monotas with that duo, like you have so much depth. I was looking at their striker list and it's like it goes for days. You could have two injuries and still have two guys could go out there and score. And then the biggest question, though, is who plays at the back? <laughs> when you have, oh, yeah, our best players are all our five of our four yeah. forwards. Like, yeah. huh, who's, who's going to sit while we I, yeah. not ship goals? I mean, they've lost Harrison. They've lost Romel Kyoto. So I think I think this is a team that could be a pretty scary team to go up against. Yeah. Um, kind of a spoiler team, if you will. But I don't know if they're going to be like, pick for MLS Cup or anything like I that. I think they'll make the playoffs, but let's remember, this is Albert Lee's last year in Houston. His contract's up at the end of the year. He's not going to resign. He wants to go for the greener pastures overseas. In order to do that, he needs to play more consistently than he has been. And nothing puts a fire in a player's ass than more money in a different country. Yeah. Let's talk about FC Dallas. Speaking of different countries, tex- the, in the Texas Republic. <laughs> Um, what what do we think? What do we think of the 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 one of the big academies in uh, in MLS? Yeah, I think the best academy, at least in the Western Conference, yeah, Western, Red, yeah, the New York Red Bulls. But mm-hmm. uh, we're looking at you know Passion Pompton, Reggie Tannen, uh, Jesus Ferreira, all who are in and or around the U.S. Men's National Senior Team, but all are relatively young, could play in the in the Olympics this summer. I'm jealous of their academy, and I think they've gotten better this offseason. They figured out the striker position finally. Uh, Hayes' Ferrer is like 19 and can play like a false nine role there. That can be very dangerous. They've also got Fafa Pico from Philadelphia. Uh, Fafa Pico to dial, please. Right. No, she's his full name. <laughs> who finally, I think last year, did played to somewhat of his potential. Yeah. I think if there's a team that could upset and knock out one of the other teams out of the top three, it's going to be Dallas. I feel like this year they're gunning for it, and they like they want they're they're not gunning for third; they're gunning for first, and so they'll land in those top three. I am still not sure about Dallas beca- because they they they've they're kind of you know the, there's nobody on this roster that truly stands out to me um, as being kind of this talismanic player, and when you look at um, Luchi Gonzalez, a coach, yeah. You know, there's nothing there that screams these guys are contenders in my book. But uh, I think that's the problem. Just looking at these teams in the Western Conference, have all improved. Most of them have improved, but the teams that have like, haven't improved by that much are like, oh, are they going to be any good? Because the Western Conference has gotten so much better this year, and it's just there's no like out and out terrible team that played last year. That is right. better this year. Right. Um. Let's talk about the San Jose Earthquakes. With Mateus Almeida at the helm, still, um, what do you guys think? This is the kind of the powerhouse I feel like is least likely to make playoffs this year. 
It's Chris Wondolowski's last year. He's still like kind of their main guy. And they didn't make enough moves. And despite the fact that they have like a lot of homegrown talent, like I don't think that, that corresponds to making doing well in the playoffs. Yeah, Wando's what, thirty seven? If he doesn't score, who does for this team? He's not gonna play thirty eight games this year. He's just not. He's it's it's impossible for him to do that. He'll score, I think, probably fifteen goals. But if he's who's gonna score the rest? Um one person look forward look to here in this team, uh, Jackson Yule, Minnesotan, who is also in the US international team setup. He can make the jump. He might not be playing in the US next year. Also, Oswaldo Alales, the TAM um, center back that they signed, is going to be pretty important because they conceded quite a few goals last year. And I think yeah. shoring up the defense is going to help them um, maybe get rid of a few of those silly losses that they had last year. Let's talk about Colorado Rapids, who have traditionally not been uh, hype makers in a preseason look. We- I, I think they're... Well, I'm not going to spoil my pitch for pitch later down the line, but I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Um, they finally figured out their defense with uh, signing Lavis Bubatar, who was huge for them last year on loan from Columbus. They signed them on a permanent deal. They signed Austin Trusty, who from Philadelphia, crowded Philly back line down to Colorado. He's going to be starting next to them. I think that's huge. They had a coach who it was a huge improvement on Anthony Hudson last year, which, honestly, a traffic tone would have been better improvement over him. But... He made Colorado into a dangerous team. We saw that. Yeah, They started taking points everywhere. And suddenly the question, is Colorado good? Was a legit, a legit question on this podcast. And they lost Tim Howard. But that might be better for them in the long run. That frees up a lot of tap space, a lot of salary for them to work with. They, they managed to get uh, Austin Trusty from Philadelphia, which is a huge signing. Yeah. Um, I think... You'll also want to see what Nicholas Benize is able to do um, on the left wing there. So let's, yeah, I I am not convinced, but let's see. How dare you not believe in Sam Nicholson? Right. <laughs> uh, finally, this is his year. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about SKC, who had a atrocious, at least by their standards, atrocious 2019, well, by any standard, 21st in the league of 24 teams is bad by any standard. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're like a former two-time champion. Right. Like <laughs> That'd be an improvement for Cincinnati. But let's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Well, in those regards, I mean, like they had their own bottom last year, I think. And, and now that they've hit it, they know there's only one way up. And I honestly think they could be – they're this unknown, which I have confidence through their history will improve. Like if there's a team that can turn around in one year, it's SKC. I mean, this was – Let's not mince words. They're coming off a year that was their worst in MLS history. The worst they had. Tons of injuries to their back line. They traded right. away their best defender. <clears throat> and um, they, But this season, they didn't really do much to short the back line. They're still like Graham Zussi and Matt Beasler are really good players when they're healthy, but they're another year older. What was their problem last year? Injuries. Yeah, it's true. And and the other thing is when you have such a body a psychological body blow like um having a worst ever season, you'd really want a coach who's been there for a while. Yeah. And Peter Vermees, he's the head coach of the sporting director. He if 
if there's a coach that could bring this team back from the brain, it's definitely him. He knows the DNA of sporting Kansas City soccer. And they finally have a striker in Alan Polito, who is a proven goal scorer, and they broke the bank for him. That's their biggest transfer fee paid. And it's a lot of pressure on him, but he can store goals for them, I think. I think he is their success almost kinda of hinges on if if he's very much like Chicharito is for LA Galaxy. Like he could be the boon that pulls them across the line or like revives them. Yeah, and uh, you also got to look at uh, Gar, kinda, Gotti Kinda. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm actually going to put Sporting KC in the playoffs. I, I think that they've got Peter Vermees. They've still got those team stalwarts. With the new players, they're they're going to cruise again. And uh, so I, I think those they're, they're teams that can bounce back and they're one of them. Hey, let's talk about Nashville SC. And that terrible anthem. Oh, God, so bad. It's <laughs> like a Mumford and Sons hey, like, brother, song. Hey, sister, do you want to go to sleep now? Right. Wes called like, it a Mumford and Sons song, and I 100%. It's like if Mumford and Sons got mauled by a lion. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. We, it's, it's, it's also called um, Never Gonna Give Up on, Never Give Up on You, which I think, why didn't they just go with Never Gonna Give You Up? I was I half expecting to click on that link and have it be the Rick Rowe right. video. Right. I was like, what are you that doing would here? have been better social media content <laughs> if they just Rick all of us. Uh, but they didn't. So instead, we're stuck with this horrible anthem. You know, two years in the USL, they still couldn't come up with anything better. Uh, do you think their season's going to be any better than this anthem? Well, they have six center bats that are all could probably start in some MLS teams. <laughs> but I don't know who's going to store the goals <laughs> or what formation they're going to use all those six center bats in. So no, they're not gonna be good. I don't think they'll be FC Cincy bad. Oh, babe. but I don't think they'll be. I think they'll be worse than Minnesota was in their first season. I think. Okay, I'm gonna go against public opinion on this, and and this is out of hope that they'll kind of just surprise people and make the make the playoffs as a wild oh, card yeah. with uh, Abu Dunlady like having a good season. Well, and they've got like you know they've got J- <laughs> yeah. Jalil Anibaba, they've Former got Sandra, yeah. D- David Akam, they've got Dominic Baji. It's like guys who are who had bursts of great form in the past, and then who just kind of faded away. So, same with Danladi, right? Yeah. So, who knows if if they figure it all out, and if if your six center backs all <laughs> playing together. <laughs> get like a 6-2-2 or something <laughs> formation if, if, he starts, if Gary Smith starts pulling out wins with some crazy formation no. people are gonna like consider him a genius not a 6-2-2 two, two, a 6-4 <laughs> just boot the ball deep it's the true long ball play like, <laughs> which I think I think you hit on the other thing Sasha which is Gary Smith is a winner and I, I have always believed in him I, I believed in him since he took a atrocious Atlanta Silverbacks team that had that was assembled with zero money and nearly made them into playoff contenders yeah. in the NASL. And, he, and and he's won the MLS Cup with Colorado. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. They play Atlanta on Saturday at home. I would it's, love it if he destroyed I'd, that team. I mean... I don't think they will. That but. poor stadium is going to be filled <laughs> with Atlanta fans. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Vancouver Whitecaps, who are still coached by Mark Dos Santos, uh, everyone's soft spot coach from the NASL. Um... Who, I mean, they managed to tie us, I guess, in preseason. Yeah. I. They signed 
uh, Canada's best striker in Lucas Cavallini from uh, a team in uh, Monterey in Liga match. Some team in a lot Liga match. Um, is have one of the most one of the more underrated goalkeepers in Maxime Tarpo. I think he's very good. He's not as crapo as people think he is. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks not for that one. Uh, so I think it's all about who their signings from last year step up. Ali Adnan really had an up and down season. Wayne Boom had a really kind of mediocre season compared to the with the kind of price that he they uh, bought him for. Um, and Yuri Reina, if he didn't reclaim his 2017 form. This one was really hard for me because part of me wanted to just outright say they're going to be like the worst Canadian team and they're going to be towards the bottom. But Montreal, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Montreal, Sierra, and we will talk about that. Uh, uh, but then also, like, I think back to the end of last season and they were one of the two teams that beat LA Galaxy. They, like, just, like they, they, they took them like goal for goal and beat them by one. So I'm like, eh, I don't well, know. Was that after the Galaxy had made the playoffs, though? I can't remember now, but... No, they lost. It was like that 5-4 game. They doubted everyone up for a corner, and then like, everyone up. They said the goalkeeper back, and then... Right, right, right. Vancouver right, scored right. on the break yeah. to win it. Right. Great, great time, great time. <laughs> yeah, that was um, their penultimate game of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to put Vancouver to the bottom, personally. Yeah, but, I, uh, I also think though they won't make the playoffs, but they'll improve. Let's talk about uh, the Portland Timbers. Speaking of improvement, Josef Arisi, highly regarded in his first year. Second year, um, managed to, uh, you know, 11th place. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, like, the veins are still in his forehead. They're, like, they haven't jumped out, so he's doing well. Yes, Caleb. They won't make the playoffs this year. That's my hot take from the Western Conference. I think they'll drop out. I agree with you. I feel like the. I think if SKC is going to knock out a team or Dallas is going to knock out a team, it's going to be Portland. I don't think they've improved enough, despite the fact that they have the Chara twins. Like I don't think they've got Dado and Yumi Chara. Yeah, there's no, no. There is a relation there. It's yeah. not. They, they look like twins. <laughs> that's for sure. Dado players on Tam contracts, Sebastian Blanco, but I don't know where Ababasi fits in in that situation. I think he's their most dangerous attacker. Yeah. Um, and I think their defense out worse. Their goalkeeper, uh, Steve Clark, was last year a flute. You, you know, it's not question marks in the back line for me, honestly. Which is, which is odd considering Giovanni Savarese is in charge because that used to be like his thing was his teams could be depended on to be good in defense. So um, I think they're fighting for the playoffs, but I'm not sure I'd put them into clear contention yet. Hey, let's take a break there. Because we're done with the Western Conference, we shall return with more. We call it soccer after the break. All right, we're back for more We Call It Soccer with Nat, Sasha, and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Eastern Conference time. First up, that one team that nobody likes. Um, New York Red Bulls? Orlando? No, the other one. Um, the one I don't like. Atlanta United. Bayern Munich. Wait, Spike's uh, team? Really? Aw. No, you <laughs> don't mention that damn dog on this podcast, okay? That damn... Propaganda dog. It's like the Russian propaganda of MLS is that stupid dog, okay? I mean, he is wearing red. 
Right. So, <laughs> like, you just use the Russian propaganda card against Sasha. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, <laughs> is that what we're doing now? He's clearly not an American. He's just brainwashed. Cause... <laughs> and Arthur Blankovich. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first, like, but hey, why are you ha- unhappy? Atlanta's doing well in the CONCACAF Champions League tweet today. You know what? Because I am an American and I hate them. Okay? <laughs> I hate them. I want them to suffer and do badly. Okay? Did you respond like that? I am an American. No, I. I that would be hilarious. No, what okay, I. What, what? what does that mean? The person asked me, does it make me a bad person for all one all MLS teams do well, including Atlanta? And I was like, you are literally Hitler to me. <laughs> like, I, I actually tweeted that. So, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, from our account? Yes. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it, Notch. Actual, actual question for you, though. Uh, there was talk on Twitter uh, between Wes and somebody whether they could make have dogs at the bar, and he wants to have them. If dogs were allowed at Blackheart... Would you bar Spike from entering? 100%. 100%. I Even would, if everybody wanted to pet him. I would, like, call animal control on He's Spike. He's a service okay. dog. I would still call animal control on him. I would call animal control on any animal associated with Atlanta United, okay? I'm sorry. The, 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 this rivalry is real. The court San Antonio Scorpions from back in the day, all right? Um, but they're not real. They're united. I mean, admittedly, once animal animal control takes him away, I'll go and like get Spike. I'll adopt him and take him away to a happier home than the torture he's undergoing right now. So, all right. Anyway, we should talk about the stupid fucking team because people probably expect it. All right. So, just fucking. I do, to, I do have good news for you. If there's a team in the East that has gotten worse in this offseason, it's definitely Atlanta. All right. Where's the champagne? <laughs> They lost Arlington Nadby. They lost Julian Dressel. They lost. Oh, don't stop. Keep going. I'm almost there. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Sasha. You're, you're in my podcast now. Um, <laughs> Notch has been excommunicated. <laughs> and we'll talk he, to HR immediately for that. I, th- I think he's just gonna he's gonna blame it on the on the wild turkey. Turkey. When I asked if you jerked off, I meant that was in character <laughs> during the sketch. I just want to point that out. But excommunicating me, is this going to be one of those Pope, anti-Pope situations? You're going to get the anti-nut, someone who's pretending to be me and like leading the power from this point forward? Yeah, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a good replacement. <laughs> All right, you're right. So they have got worse. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they've signed a bunch of young players like Brooks Lennon. Um, and Frank DeBoer has not shown himself capable of being like the bring everybody together, hey, everyone, let's all get along type coach. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be his strength. So, But here's the bad news. They'll still make the playoffs easily. Because the East is very oh, top-heavy and real dodge at the bottom. Speaking of which, let's talk about the Chicago Fire <laughs> next. Um, who are with Coach Raphael Wiki, who... Wiki, 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 Wiki! Last led a uh, U.S., I believe it was a U-17 team, to a pretty awful World Cup. Uh, so... Yeah, that's that that sound is basically I think what'll happen when Chicago Fire start their season. I honestly think this is gonna be a year where they just kinda <laughs> ride it out and sit at the middle of the table most of the year. Not they're not gonna make playoffs. They've lost too many players. They lost Schweinsteiger, they've lost Nemanja Nikolic, like Dax McCarty, like a lot of your core team that helped you make playoffs, they're out. 
uh, Francisco Calvo is a starter on this team. They will not make the playoffs. <laughs> they do have um, Gaston Jimenez, who they finally confirmed with an awesome video, actually, admittedly. So I can see the the signs of things turning around for this team. And after the tra- secondary transfer window, we might uh, see them bring in some even better players and, and do do well as the year goes on. Let's talk about the crew. Where um, Caleb Porter still remains in charge. And if he wasn't blowing his nose, Caleb would be telling me about how Caleb Porter spells his name wrong. He does, though. Yes, he does. Uh, they have still got Eloy Room, the Curacao Gold Cup hero goalkeeper. Yeah, solid goalkeeper. And um, they've got Darlington Nagby in from Atlanta. And Lucas Zalarian, their new flashy international signing. So, what do you think? I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be one of the most improved teams in MLS from last year. I'm really high on the crew, honestly. Um, you you think they've saved the crew? Yes, even this time in the standings, not just you know in name. Okay. I think I agree with you that they'll improve. They're very much like uh, SKC in in the East. They're a team that has legacy and they can they can improve despite the fact that they aren't a, they haven't won uh, like SKC has. I actually think they'll they'll do better than New York Red Bulls. That's like their the playoff rival. I think they'll get into playoffs and they'll they'll knock a team like the Red Bulls out. Okay, um, let's talk about DC United, where Coach Ben Olson has been around now. Also spells his name wrong. Put that out. Olson spelled their own. He's been around for a while, and um, but they've lost Lucio Costa. They've lost Wayne Rooney, and. Last year was kind of one of those things where everyone was like, yeah, this is their year. It's going to be awesome. And then they went nowhere. Yeah. They also lost uh, Paul Ariola. Good old nipple hats is out for the season with ACL tear, yes, which is, is unfortunate. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's real cruel. Yeah. Is it more for unfortunate him. for them or for this podcast? Because we won't get to make the jokes. Polly Boob hats? Yeah. We can still make the jokes. We oh. just yeah. have to be like, he's recovering. He's good. Oh, good old Polly Boob hats. Watch him from heaven. Watch us from protection. Watch us from protection for this uh, for this uh, soccer <laughs> bar. Um, so, d- do you think they're going to do better than tenth in the table like they did last year? Yeah, I do. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think yeah, Emil Assad, uh, he's kind of been isolated out in Argentina. Like was like not playing for their team in Argentina. Um, he's back to DC. We've had has had success before. Uh, Julian Dressel. I mean, now that Ariel is out for the season, he can slot right into that right wing spot. That's good for them. If there's a silver lining, it's that they can play in his natural position. I think they, yeah, I think they um, made the playoffs. Uh, Bill Hamid probably should have won goalkeeper of the year last year. (laughs) You shut and up. If he did, maybe we'd have veto now. People want so much money. Anyway. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on and talk about FC Cincinnati. Get your punching gloves on because uh, this one is pretty great. Um, yeah. This one, if I could use an analogy, this is like if you went in for skin grafts after getting burned and they just torched you with a flamethrower afterwards. Oh, ow. <laughs> like, that's like, really painful. Yeah, right. Like they're, they're, This was supposed to be a year of recovery and improvement. Because they were the the bad expansion team, like we were at one point, they don't they didn't get the graces we did. They you know they've had like just tragedy after tragedy in the off season and a lot of self inflicted <laughs> stuff too. Though like just not like they got burned by someone else. They lit the match themselves and put it on the, on their own own body as a result of gasoline. Like it's 
that bad. <laughs> so let's 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 give the the like rosy picture for just one second, which is that they've got Jurgen Lokadia, um, who when he was a, he's a former Wunderkin, but the potential is there, quote unquote, right? Um, and you've got Yuya Kubo from Ghent, who's supposed to be uh, pretty decent. You've got Bosnian international Harris Menduyanin, um, and they've just added CM Diong, who. Is old and slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is I, like, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, who's the coach of this team? Yeah, we're like we're a week out, man. We don't know the answer. Damn it, <laughs> coach. Damn, damn it, coach. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's the inter, inter interim coach again. Yoan Deme. At, at this point, like uh, D'Young should just throw his hat in the ring. He's like he's old enough, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, Coach Deme is twenty nine years old. Not yeah. even kidding. He's twenty nine. Well, there's also um, the guy from uh, Ottawa who we we haven't mentioned it on the podcast, but Ottawa is now owned by Atletico Madrid, and it's yeah, called right. Atletico Ottawa. And the o- old Ottawa Fury general manager Julian De Guzman, who's like Canadian international of formidable caliber, um, who had retired, he's basically persona non grata. The new Ottawa outfit because he was very anti-Canadian Premier League, which is the league the new team is going to play in. Yeah. He might be somebody that, you know, Cincinnati, if you're trying to make like a quick uh, purchase and and just get someone in as a coach, I mean, I think you could do worse than Julian de Guzman. Yeah. At the same time, you spent an entire offseason signing players to fit Ron Jans' system. Right. So do you bring in a, a t- coach who has a similar system? Or do you just let DeMay take the range for the entire season and call it a wash? Right. And can you afford to do that? Yeah. Because in a ticket sales standpoint, they're the, are they going to keep being sold if you're shit again for a year? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're joking about Mike Becky and it would be a horrible public relations disaster, but like... I mean, at this point, you know, you could do far worse than uh, than than something like that, or Jurgen Klinsmann or something. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think FC Cincinnati is our. I'm gonna be surprised if any of us doesn't have them as a wooden spoon. So, <laughs> let's talk about Inter Miami. Um, Diego Alonso putting together a side that doesn't look as formidable as everyone thought it would be, but still has some pretty great pieces. The greatest of which is Rodolfo Pizarro. Yeah, that's like that's his familiar face. That's a guy he won several titles with at, at like at Pachuca, and Pizarro went on to like play. Uh, was it with Monterey? With Monterey. Yeah, yeah. and like and he won with them as well, both in Concacaf and in uh, I think the Champions League. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this team, this team actually like, I don't want to underestimate them because like after Atlanta happened in the second year, a team with like this much money thrown at them, and they they have more money than Atlanta. Like they're backed by Qatar Airways. Like, I'm afraid this could be another Atlanta. That's but, the feeling I get from him. You say that Jadon uh, Alonso built this team. He really didn't. He wasn't there until like a month ago or so. So, are the players that were signed before are they going to be around for long? You know, you know, they made some good signings. I think Luis Robles is a solid goalkeeper signing. I think Will Traps is a solid signing. They got Lee Wynn. They got Juan Adelo, Roman Torres, Ajadella Garza. Like. Yes, this is a team full of veterans. The thing I think 
they're going to become victims of is expectation. Oh, absolutely. Because, again, as I just started, they were expected to have, like, Falcao, Griezmann, Cavani. Oh, Ronaldo or Messi might be. You know, like, it's 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 that stuff. And the expectations that come from something like that, like, it's Becker, man. I if I was them, I would be furiously downplaying expectations, and maybe that's why they're in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, they have to change their name anyway because Inter suing Inter Milan is suing them and, and winning, winning. So, which so this <laughs> the team formerly known as Inter Miami FC for now, I guess. I think they're my pick to fold at the end of the. Year. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if they change the Beckham uh, FC, they're going to get sued by West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Still back to Miami Fusion, man. MLS one point Let's Miami, Chester City. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's. For all those strikers, is that taken? <laughs> I I think so. I think all of us are saying Miami could be good, but we're not sure. Yeah, I think they'll be right around the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it. The East is again such a crapshoot near the bottom of the table. Yeah. So like, who knows what's gonna happen? They could, but they could be worse than we all think too. Who knows? Let's talk about the Montreal Impact. Speaking of worse than we all expect. Um. Thierry Henry uh, in charge. Terry Henry, as he's known in his coaching career. Um, I don't see any like good things happening here. Uh, RJ Tuanquo has another year in, in MLS. He was really different than last year. Um, Lassie Lapalainen is really fun to say. A lot of it's, these names are. Yeah. Like, yeah, Safir Tay- yeah like, really a lot Taydar, of... A lot yeah. of uh, Alliteration at that Montreal team. That's about it. They still have a couple DP spots spots open, but not really any rumors of they're going to be filled anytime soon. I think this year is just a year for my, uh, Henri to get his feet wet in MLS as a coach and kind of see where they're at. They're also in CCL. They had played Saprissa, a 2-2 draw away at Saprissa, I think it was. Right. That's a good result for them. And they played pretty well. Safir Tider, Bojan Kurcic, you know, I mean, there's there's some quality there, I guess. We'll yeah, see. it's pretty front-ended, though. Then their troubles last year were defensively. And right, right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think a pick as a spoiler in the East are the New England Revolution, who, when you look at this <laughs> roster, I don't think you, you go like, whoa, Carlos Hill. Gustavo Boo, uh, Adam Buxa, Dan. Christian Penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't you don't look at this roster and just like it doesn't blow your mind. But if there's a coach in MLS who can take a roster with nobody and do something, that, that's Bruce Arena. Is that guy's named Alex Buttnerb? <laughs> <laughs> they have Buttnerb and Penis on their team. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Damn it, Killer. Is that his real name? Yeah. Oh, that poor asshole. Alexander. I don't think it's Butner. But it's Butner. Uh, Alexander. That's not better. Butner. I don't know where that B came after Butner. It's Butner. It's got two blouts on the. Ooh, I, I so. do not care. 
Uh, all right. That's all like right. Matt McConaughey. You need to button up your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> this is America. I'm calling him Buttner. <laughs> Buttner. He's now Buttner okay. for uh, the rest of the season. Uh, okay. So back to the Reds. Uh, if there's a team who you overlook and then could be like stab you in the back and get ahead of you, I think it's the Revs. Like, like you mentioned, Gustavo Bo isn't all impressive. But that's like that's his ability. It's because you don't predict it, and then he takes a shot from outside the box, and he got one past us. Yeah, um, Bruce Arena has missed the playoffs once as a coach. That was his first year at LA Galaxy, and he joined them in August. He's a full year with them. They're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, and he's a really good coach. And he's a returned MLS coach. So, I mean, I will point out that um, he didn't also make the playoffs last year. Didn't they? Yeah, they did. They, they got knocked out in the first round. Oh, that's right. Ooh, man. Trying to fat check me in my own podcast, huh? Uh, I obviously uh, failed. Uh, my uh, bad. I just, you know, I, all I remember is being at freaking Gillette early in the season and being horrified at how bad the team that was in front of us was and we were still losing. Uh, that was so. I I just associate revs. Well, that's because we should nineteen with. You uh, should have waited outside the Minnesota locker room and threatened them with violence. <laughs> according to Brad Friedel, that's why the revs weren't as good when he was coach. Right. So um, yeah, Bruce Arena will get them into the playoffs. New York City FC. Speaking of getting into the playoffs, are probably going to be in the playoffs. Let's oh, yeah. be honest. Yeah. 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 Hebera, Matriza, Maxi Morales, Valentin Castellanos, uh, Jesus Medina. Wait, what did I just do with Valentin Castellanos' name? I went like Costalenos. Costalenos. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I made him into like a Greek guy. <laughs> yeah. Greek uh, god of soccer. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else need to be said about them? This is the best team in the East, and they lost one like, match day 18 guy in Ben Sweat. Yeah, I don't think that's that's no sweat. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, move on then. Unless Sasha, you got something to say about New York? No, I, I agree yeah. with you guys. And they hate the bad Nazis, so hey, yay, win. Um, so far as we can tell. Uh, let's talk about the Red Bulls, uh, who are one of those teams that I think was not as impressive last year as no. As, as we would have expected them to be. And then this offseason, they have got worse. Yes. Them and Atlanta have gone backwards, I think, in their development as teams. I think it could be worse for Red Bulls as well. I think if Aaron Long has a good start to the season, he could be gone by summer. I mean, he wants to be gone now. Yeah. that's And that's the problem. How long do you make him stay? If he's playing super well and a team like, to say, just... Third ball in here, Crystal Palace comes in for him. Like a mid-table, yeah, brilliant team. He's gonna want to go. Crystal Palace or a team in the Bundesliga, he's gonna want to go. How long can you keep him? And the bids are only gonna get bigger. He's a major target for people overseas. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. They've still got Kaku, but um, you know, when when you lose someone like Luis Robles, who's been there for close to a decade um that's that's gonna be a, a tough it's, it's tough yeah so um let's talk about orlando city sc it's like the rotating doors of coaches on this team honestly like i i, 
I like them when they came, and like I have to say, I, I have no faith in them. They they were a, one of my candidates for the Wooden Spoon Award. Just, I, and rightfully so. They they should be in the conversation. I think. Then you're right to do that. Oscar Perea is a coach who I think if true any, statement any. <laughs> I mean, if there's ever a team that could uh, uh, ever appoint a non-coach as coach, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're fetching you as you talk. So, right, that, that was true. That was true. That was this is not the damn debate. But if there was ever a team that would appoint a not-coach as coach, it would be Orlando City, right? I mean, let, let, let's put it this That's way. That's also true. Oscar Pereira is a guy who has, at both at Dallas and at Tijuana, managed to get like a just under 50% win percentage. And... He's not the greatest coach that ever was, but he's not awful. And if there's anyone who can get something out of Nani, get something out of Tesha Kandele, Dom Dwyer. If he's healthy. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But again, that the tire fire there might be more than the sporting side of the operation exclusively. Some good news is they got a new goalkeeper. Brian Rose not to be the starter anymore, which is good news for them. Yeah. But Dom Dwyer is when you're deep. Designated players. Still. He, he's still. still, And he has, he had what, eight goals last year? Not good enough. No. At all. Uh, let's talk about the Philadelphia Union under Jim Curtin. Casper um, Shabelko started knocking in those goals last year. And that was a bit of a revelation. Um, but they've lost a bunch of guys. You know, we mentioned Mendianen, who's gone off to Cincinnati. Austin Trusty, Fabinho. Uh, Marco Fabian wasn't much of a addition in the first place, but he's gone again. So, what what are we thinking in terms of where where the union will sit? I actually think they're going to improve from last year. Like they had their 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 win in the playoffs, and I think that taste of, of victory in the postseason is only going to inspire them. Yeah, they've had some, they've lost some key players, but those brought in you know some some new defenders. Uh, I know I'm going to mess this up, but like was Matej Arav- Aravik Aravik. And Jacob like Glasnes, like, yeah, yeah, new defenders to kind of replace Trusty and get some more depth back there. Um, the reason Marco Fabian is gone now because Brendan Harrison is that good. Yeah, and he's what nineteen. He's done. He's done only to do better. Um, again, a couple years from now, I might not even be in, a, in the United States anymore. He could be. Yeah, he could be next year. He could be in Europe. Uh, absolutely, he has that talent. And again, they have Elsinio. Right, he'll be fine. If he, he's thirty-four, but still, <laughs> he's not he's, much of a Inyo anymore, right? He should just be Ilsen at this point. I feel like. How dare you? I feel like at a certain point you you stop being an Inyo. He's gonna fuse with Ibsen. He's gonna yeah. have a secret trip down to Brazil, and they're gonna fuse that into one person and become the best player in MLS right. history. Let's also give a shout to Jack Elliott, who had thirty-four appearances last year and will probably continue to be good for yeah. them. He's part of the reason, one of the reasons that Austin Trusty was let go because. He and um, Mark McKenzie are sort of at the back. I think you guys have convinced me that my skepticism for the union was misplaced. Hey, what about Toronto? Um, who have Pozuelo still, and they got a Piatti, not that one, but another <laughs> one. <laughs> the under one, actually, which is probably the best. Right. So, w- what are we thinking? Well, they lost Drew Moore, which is kind of is pretty big, but a lot, so much is put on Josie and Bradley and Pozuelo. When we forget that like, they have other players like Richie Larea and Jonathan Osorio and other players like that who are like 
could be stars in other teams, but are great role players who can take over games for Toronto. That's why, that's why they made that run in right. um, MLS Cup. It wasn't Josie wasn't there. He was injured. Pozuelo, I think it was okay, but like Nicholas Benazay started a goal for them last year. And and this is the team that like you know they can be hot and core, but when they're hot, they are fabulous. And then they like make get into the like MLS Cup final, right? Like yeah. so that so that that's that's a dangerous thing about them. They are yeah they're the consistent consistent David that like is slaying the Goliaths around here. Like even like New York City FC, which is what we consider kind of the favorite. They defeated them last year. Mind you, playing a very unorthodox style, they still got to the final. Yeah. Let's uh, speaking of of the final. Let's do our predictions, which will be hopelessly wrong, but still, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun to just throw these into the mix and see what happens. Um, who are we picking as? I'm going to add a category here. Who are we picking as uh, Western Conference champions? Um, LAFC, Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo, okay. Uh, Spicy already. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am going to go with uh, LAFC as well, just because I... I, It feels bad, though, to go with LAFC. You just kind of feel like you're taking the easy choice, you know? I feel like I should be, like, going with, like, Sounders or Galaxy or something like that, you know what I mean? But Uh, I'm going to make a note to my future self when we're listening to this on the live podcast. I'm either going to be eating crow after this statement, or I'm going to be standing up like the prediction god that I am. All right, all right. If you're right, I'll buy you a beer. There's a a beer lying on uh, Houston's back. Uh, Let's talk about Eastern Conference champions, Caleb. Uh, NYCFC. Ooh. Sasha. Philadelphia Union. I am also going to go with the Union, actually. Uh, I I, I feel like you guys did too good a job of convincing me that they are going to (laughs) be Excellent. And so now with the MLS Cup, I feel like we have, you know, LAFC was chosen twice for Western Conference champions. Philadelphia Union was chosen twice for Eastern Conference champions. So I think I feel like it's between the two of them now. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Minnesota United. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, no, oh, but seriously. Uh, yeah. right. Um, go for it. I had LAFC for MLS Cup. I think this year they, they do it. Despite my better judgment, because Caleb and I agree on this. The West is the best. We're the tougher conference. We have more champions. It is every team that like tries to make improvements on a lot of teams have made a lot massive improvements. I'm still gonna have faith in that Eastern Magic, that Philadelphia Union, because I, I banked a lot on them last year. I, I thought they were gonna make the final. That this year they'll get it right. That like, like regular season and playoffs, we have to play them differently. Like postseason is a tournament, and if they can figure it out this year, I think they can win it. Yeah, can I pick a team that I didn't pick for either championship? <laughs> yeah, that's a beat of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go with LAFC. But uh, Supporter Shield, who do we think is going to top the table, y'all? Top of the table. Uh, New York City FC. Okay. Houston Dynamo again. Jeez. That is... Riding that orange train real hard, and yep. I don't know why. <laughs> they got a good roster, and the Ted Ramos, I think, has the magic. Okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. I, I, God, I, I want to say Sounders, you know, because I, I think that they'll just bring it together as a defending champs and manage to get enough momentum to get enough points up there. But uh, that's just kind of my a little bit of a 
a lark, I feel like. Don't don't say that, because the Sounders' history is that if we win the Spurs' shield, we'll also win the Open Cup and then miss the final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, you poor thing. Winning two trophies and then losing another one. How many trophies has Liverpool won in the past 12 months? All right, let, let's go for your dark horse two. picks. Let's go for your dark horse picks. Okay, uh, for me, Colorado Rapids. I think Robin Fraser has improved the team a lot, and there's another full offseason to coach, and I think that's only more beneficial for the team. I'm going with uh, SKC. I think Vermees can do it. I'm going to go with Minnesota United. Legit, actually. If we can figure out Amaria, if we can figure out Chacon, I think this team with Mason Doy up there could be fabulous. We've still got Alonso. We've still got Boxel. We've still got Aikoparo. We've still got Kalman coming back. Like We've got Dotson. We've got Casper. I mean, this is a team that is like... Roman. Don't forget Roman. Roman Metanier, we've got Jan Grigas. This is a team that is on the launch pad. If they stay healthy, if they click, this is a frightening lineup. But the problem is we just don't know if that's what's going to happen and with Chacon and Amaria being such question marks. So, um, ah, I really want Minnesota United just to go on a run, but we'll see. Uh, top goal scorer, what do you got? Uh, Bear from NYCFC. Uh, this goes along with my dark horse pick. If they play him right and they kind of funnel everything into him, Alan Polito for SKC. I'm going to go with Chikorito because uh, I think goal scorer requires a bit of flair. It requires a little bit of hype. And I think he's coming in with something to prove against Crosstown Rival and Vela. So I, I think Chikorito can do it. I mean, if there's one thing I would enjoy out of that is like if he came out and broke like, like Zlatan, Zlatan's record and also Vela's. Like, it would be like, hey, Zlatan, that didn't even last, like, a year. All right, let's talk about MV. Well, did you make your pick? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about most valuable player. This this might is very dependent on how well uh, Miami do, but if they succeed, I think it's going to be because of Rodolfo Pizarro. Who everybody knows is a midfielder. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he only had eight goals left for Monterey in all competitions. So, right, like, so there's yeah, no way anyone would have picked him for a, a top goal scorer <laughs> in the previous edit of this podcast. So, yeah, okay, all right, moving only along. Only a fool. Yes. Well, I, had, I, know, I, I would have uh, Matty Morales from NYCFC. That's I'm riding them pretty hard this pre- in my uh, predictions. I think we really did this year. I'm again going to go with uh, Mr. Chicharito uh, for, for that, just because I... This is, I think, more aspirational than anything else. So. <laughs> what about Wooden Spoon? Did we say Wooden Spoon yet? I don't think we've done Wooden Spoon yet. Who do we think? I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Is anyone <laughs> not going to pick Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am going to go against the grain here in the hopes that somehow they have an upturn year and Orlando just keeps falling apart and like they sink into the sea. That's, that's Maybe figuratively fair. and literally. Caleb, who you got? They might uh, in due time. I... If you don't have a coach six days before the season starts, you're not going to be doing SC Cincinnati all the way. It would be terrible this year. They're going to be awful. They're going to be worse than last year. Counterpoint. It's, so you're saying there's six days. It's worse <laughs> to have a bad coach like Brad Friedel and the Revs made it into the playoffs. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arena isn't coming in as a deus ex machina for this franchise. Man, they're just waiting for Pochettino to answer that phone call. <laughs> Wait, is, is uh, Bruce Arena planning to sing with any songs in the locker room? Maybe he'll be looking for a job. Oh, soon. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bruce Arena knows who Tupac is, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, uh, maybe they could no, just take uh, Tupac. I only have one Pac. Okay, I walk out and they just watch that. Uh, I'm betting. <laughs> no, man. Bruce probably this like back of his drawer has some like Polaroid photos of him like rocking out at the club with like Tupac <laughs> and Snoop and like he's there's probably a, rolling. There's a picture hard. of him rap battling with Biggie <laughs> <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, when this team wins the World Cup with Jurgen Klinsmann, y'all be y'all be sorry they were making fun of him. Right, <laughs> Cincinnati win the World Cup. Exactly. I mean, Chicago did it with Schweinsteiger. So, um, I really want to talk about Bundesliga, but I don't think we have time. Well, who's your episode. Who's your wooden spoon? Uh, Is it Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come, on, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. I I I don't think anyone else is gonna do um, that. Yeah. I don't think we have time for Bundesliga either. But if you're listening, reply to this on Twitter or Facebook with your picks for. All the tatters we just did, yeah, you Maybe should that'll be do that. fun. And and don't delete them when they don't happen. All right. Oh, I'm saving the tweets just like <laughs> I save all the dumb predictions I made incorrectly earlier. Um, <laughs> all right, let's now tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Olson seven one six. I'm at Pickup Lion. I'm at Lockstock Spock. You can find this podcast at Two United Fans. You can also find it on fine podcast providers everywhere. We'd like to thank the band Tectonics for letting us use their song Lustless as our theme music. We tell your friends to listen to us and join us again next week for another episode of We Call It Soccer. Goodbye, everybody.